Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Welcome back to Rock That Relationship. In this season, we're talking about dating, all things dating. And of course, we can't have a season unless we're going to talk about the first date. Oh my goodness. Sometimes you have a first date. It leads to a great relationship. And other times you have first dates that, well, in my case, I ended up writing a book about a lot of weird first dates. So um, you certainly can, you know, and then of course, everything in between, right? So, so Tracy, let's talk about, um, let's talk about first dates. Okay. Um, okay. I just want to, I want to ask you to, just to think generally out of all the first dates that you've ever had, would you generally say most of them were good or most of them were sort of ooh, run? What would you say? Well, I would say that 99% of them are <laughs> long-term relationships. So, uh, yes, that was, or at least like a year or so or several months, um, or what I thought would be longer. So yeah, I, like I said, I don't really go out with anybody unless I already know that I like them. So I'm kind of peculiar in that way. So have you ever had a first date where someone like came up to you, you didn't know them and they're like, you talked for a few minutes and they're like, I'd like to take you out on a date. Or did you really know everybody before you actually went out with them? No, I knew I, I, I had either met them like through work or something. So by the time that they, that we did go out, I already knew them um, or I think I went, I think I talked about this in another time, but like on a blind date one time, that was just weird because that person didn't talk at all, which was not comfortable for me. But um, yeah, like kind of my first dates, I already know that I like the person. Yeah. I'm well, kind of an anomaly, I guess. Yeah, you are. When well, we talked, you know, like with about dating apps and things too, where, you know, even a date on a dating app, you've sort of been chatting with someone for a while enough to know that you probably have something in common to go on a date with them, you know? Yeah. Like a couple of people I actually had met the one I married later. And then the one that I dated for eight months that uh, you met, we actually talked for quite a bit before we actually went on what would be considered a date, you know, but they, we, we were, I was living in one, I was in Wyoming. The other one was in North Carolina. And then when I was in Tucson, the other one was in Phoenix. So one was many states away and one was like an hour and a half. So there was a lot of talking that happened before we actually met in person. Okay. So you've never had that, like you're at a bar. Well, first of all, you're not going to be at a bar, but you would be at a bar. and No, I've been at a bar. I did do that once. (laughs) What's up? Hey, you want to, you know, the, the, you know, I just stole the stars from the sky and put them in your eyes or some cheesy line like that. No, no. Um, I go to, I've been in many bars, many, many bars. Um, and I have, I, I have had some interesting experiences, but, um, I did go one time with a person that I met online. It was very brief. We went to a bar. She said she didn't know what a cocktail was. I went to the bathroom and called my best friend and said, help me get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if you drink, but you don't know what a cocktail is. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, what, where do you live under a rock? So that yeah. I actually left. I literally went to the bathroom immediately and called and I was like, what can I say? I've got to get out of here right now. I can't do this. This is too weird. Like, you know, I have to have something in common with the person. And one of those things would be like a knowledge of 
you know, general things happening in the world. Or like basic dictionary definitions, apparently. Yeah. Um, no. All right. Well, when I think of my first dates, um, so I've had a, I've had a couple, you know, online ones where, you know, we've ended up going out on a date and it was like, I didn't know them and, and then hadn't, you know, met them prior to the date. I mean, other than going through the apps or maybe messaging or even maybe a phone call. So I've had a couple of those. Um, most everybody that I've also been on dates with, they've been people that I've known. And so it was not like, a, it was kind of not like an awkward first date, but I will mm-hmm. tell you these ones, some of the ones through the apps were like, even though I thought I knew some people, they were very, very odd. I, I had one mm-hmm. um, lovely, lovely lady. We'd been communicating back and forth via email. She was super nice. We were going to meet up and go on a hike. And we, she told me she was like this avid hiker. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. And, you know, she told me, she said, why don't we meet at my favorite trail? And said, okay, cool. Cause I was from out of town and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll just GPS it. So I made it to the trailhead and I couldn't, she wasn't there. And then finally about 10 minutes after she was supposed to be there, she texts me and says, I've been driving around and I cannot find the trailhead. And my first thought I is thought like, it was her favorite trailhead. Exactly. Right. This is your favorite trail. Like, why are you not like, why could I find right. it on the GPS around right. town? So then she finally gets there and she gets out of the car. And I swear she literally looked like she walked out of an REI dressing room. Cause it, like mm-hmm. nothing was broken in. Like the boots mm-hmm. were new. The jacket was new. I was like, this lady does not hike. And it was very clear. She didn't hike. And so, you know, I was on this date with her. She was nice, but I, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And it, it was, I wouldn't chalk it up as like a bad date, but I, I will tell you that thankfully it was during COVID when we all had to wear masks and there was no possibility of any intimacy happening with the masks on. So I was really happy that I had like a, you know, a bacterial, pro, you know, protector on that protected me from my date too. So I've, I've had a couple, I've had a couple odd ones. I'm mean, again, nice lady, but not, nothing really there. I haven't had any that have been like super red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and Although been, I think lying about hiking and yeah. what your favorite trail is, is a red flag. That's well, I concerning. Would, yeah. I would say not in a serial concerning. killer way, but if <laughs> no. you were a woman meeting a man, you should not meet at a hiking trail. That's for sure. Well, I probably shouldn't have met anybody at a hiking trail because we were the only ones there. It was like a rainy, dark day. And I was Mm. like, Oh, I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. know what we were thinking, but now I know. So, all right, let's get into some kind of thinking about the dating life cycle. Right. Um, so asking someone out on a date, have you ever asked someone out on the, on a date or have you been mostly the recipient where someone else has asked you? Um, both I've done, I've had both experiences and Um, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> my experiences have been somewhat odd, so I don't have typical experiences. I have <laughs> just gone, been at a party, met somebody, um, who was the hottest person at the party. <laughs> and so I asked her out <laughs> and goodness. that was great. She was the one I dated for six weeks. And then I met on the first date with her. She was like, let's go meet my friends for pool. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I ended up dating, uh, the, friend of her girlfriends for eight years after that yeah I remember that so story. yeah but okay. I did date her for six weeks first and that was six fun <laughs> but her neighbor upstairs was really into her and really like trying to get with her and so she won but um that was fine because I ended up in an eight-year relationship with somebody else who's a very very good friend now so it all worked out how it should have but I never really was like an ask her out or like I kind of always was like every time I've been single I'm like I'm gonna be single forever and then something just somehow I end up meeting people and then 
it's all done. It's over. Yeah. You I go don't from, really you have go from zero to relationship. So that the, yes, yeah. I think it's ironic you and I are doing this season on dating because dating is a very, yeah. very small blip in the middle of the I'm single and I'm in a committed relationship. Yes. Um, yes. So I've, I've hardly ever asked anyone out. I think I've been asked out most of the times that I've, you know, gone out or I've fallen into a relationship with someone maybe that I already knew, but I did, I did ask out my current partner. Yes, um, and that was a, a, absolute hot mess. It was embarrassing. It was absolutely <laughs> embarrassing. It was n- nothing on her. It was all about me. I was just absolutely em- Yeah, but look, it worked out. Just it worked fine, out. She it? said, yes. I mean, now <laughs> she knows at least that I'm neurotic because it came out during my ask me out where I, you know, I had rehearsed the line over and over and over. And it was, you know, <laughs> would you like to explore something beyond friendship? And it did not come out like that. I, we were in the middle of having, or just had had dinner. And I said, you know, so what's going on here? And I started throwing my hands on like these <laughs> like ridiculous nonverbals that look like karate chops. And she jumped up. So she's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, uh, what do you mean? What's going on here? And I'm like, between you and me. And I, I mean, I was, if I, I pretty much must have like not wanted to date her or something because I was, I don't know who would have done this, but me. So by the time I sort of, you know, got my composure and clarified what I meant, um, because I think she might've thought that I was accusing her of like stalking me or something because I'm like what's going mm-hmm. on and that wasn't it at all it's, it's just so lovely and I was like I took a deep breath and I said I said you know I'm uh, might you be interested in exploring something beyond friendship and might you is that yes, what you really said <laughs> I did I did I used like academic language even in my best most composed state oh, and Lord she said I could go on a date you know or you know something like that and so I mean, I really botched it and then I rewound it and then I managed to make it, make it happen. So um, I'm not comfortable in the state of being asked out, but I do know that like one of the things that's helpful um, is I was asked out by my a previous partner who asked me out um, oddly in, we were at the desert museum and we were in the reptile room with all the snakes and she pulled me aside yeah. and she'd like, she says, I'd like to take you out on a date. And I'm like, um, we're in the room with the snakes. Like, I don't know. Maybe that should have been like maybe. a red flag. <clears throat> right. There's all sorts of stuff. Who knows? Right. But I said, yes. But yes. one of the things I was thinking about, you know, we talk about it is when asking someone out or being, you know, like constructing that statement. In my case, do you want to explore something, you know, might you want to explore something more than friendship Um, was because we were already building a friendship. But like, if it was somebody I didn't know, I, you know, I would think something like along the lines of, you know, I know you like to take a walk you know, in the evenings, you want to go on a walk together this week. Um, I actually had a, da- a person from the dating app told me that she said, I know you walk every day. And, and I told her I was going to be in town um, around Thanksgiving. And do you want to get together? And she says, yes, would you like to get together for a walk? And it was really neat because we didn't have to sit and think about like, where do we want to go? What do we want to do? She was mm-hmm. like, it was kind of mutual asking out. And then she knew that I liked walking. So she said, would you like to take a walk together? And I thought, well, that's really, not only is that like take the pressure off of trying to figure out what to do, but it also meant that she was paying attention to the things that I like. So um I, I really like that. So I think about like, if there's someone who says, you know, there's a great movie playing that I know you, you like this kind of movie. There's a festival or an art museum or something. Mm-hmm. I know you like these. Would you like to go with me? Um I that, feel like you can leave off that. I know you like stuff. Well, you know what I yeah, mean? I, mean, I feel you... like that's a little bit too much. Just, Hey, you want to go to this movie or you want to go to this play or do you want to go for a walk? Maybe. I mean, I like that, that like the, the one woman says, like, I know you like to walk a lot. Would you, do, would you like to go walking? I like that because it paid attention to me, like, as opposed to just like, Hey, you want to go on a walk? 
um, you know, it could have just been haphazard, but the fact that she said, I know you like to walk was like really cool. Like she tried to make a connection with me. So listeners out there, if you're going to ask Tracy out, do not say, I know you like to dot, 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 but me, me, please say, I read your profile and I remembered all these things about you. I know mm-hmm. you don't like olives, but would you like to get pizza with me without olives? I would be so enamored with that. <laughs> so that that's why, because you feel like they're paying attention. That's exactly. interesting because I just sent somebody a message and I just to hang out. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I was like, you know, hey, you lived in LA and I really want to talk about that. Like, that's something that I'd like to do. So I feel like, you know, it's, I'm, I clearly paid attention to yeah. things that we've talked about, right? I just think the wording, but it, you know, if you got to be awkward, you got to be awkward. Well, I'm queen of awkward. So, but you know, <laughs> what you're talking about too, is still like finding that connection. It's not just randomly right. like, Hey, I want to go right. out with you, but like, Hey, would you like to do this? I, you know, but I've you know, done both. I mean, at that party, I just straight up said, you want to go out? Yeah. Bam. Well, it worked. But I find the most direct route works the best. Yeah. Just, you know, maybe tone it down a little bit, but like, I just don't have time for playing around. So I'll just ask straight up, you know? Well, in the person, the person I asked and did my karate shop thing with, you know, my, my current partner, the first time I asked was, you know, would you like to, you know, spend some time out? We were hiking every week. Would you like to spend some time outside of hiking? You know, maybe go do something. And then I mm-hmm. left, she said, yes. And then I left there and I'm like, I don't even know that I asked her on a date. Like I, mm-hmm. I, what I probably should have said is, would you like to go on a date with me and we could go to a restaurant? Go, but you know, does go one need to be so clear? Yes. You know because I mean? we had no idea whether that was a date or not. Like none. Does it matter? It mattered like to me first? because I, I didn't know what the, what, if she was into me or not, or what the expectations mm-hmm. were. I like the clarity. I like to know, especially, mm-hmm. you know, given that I have so many lesbian friends and we all mm-hmm. ask each other to hang out all the time. Like when you, you know, ask me to go on a hike, I'm not thinking, Hmm, I wonder if Tracy thinks this is a date or not, but well, I other- wonder if you did at first, what if I mm-hmm. had, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> I could have, like, I, I could have, but the, what we like, talked about was nothing that would lead us, lead me to think that, but with, right. with this person, I was just like, I don't know. It's sort of an ambiguous situation. So my, mm-hmm. my previous partner did the same thing while she didn't ask me, you know, to do something specific while in the reptile room, she did say, I would like to take you out. I want to go out on an mm-hmm. actual date with you. Like, a pl- like, and then I think she repeated it like a date. It's like, we've been hanging out a little bit, but I want to go on a date. And then I was like, okay, she's interested in me like that. And I was, I the, what were you, why were you guys at the desert museum anyway? Like, was nope. that a date? No, we were on a meetup, meetup group. We all, a bunch oh, of us oh, went to the museum. Okay. So, yeah. Um, but I've been hanging out so with her. So she wanted to do something that wasn't, that was outside of like a group situation. Yeah. And to have clarity that it was a mm-hmm. date. Right. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So we've now, we've gotten to the point where we've asked somebody out on a date. You've done it in a very direct kind of nonchalant way. I've done it in an incredibly awkward, clarifying way, but we each of us have a date set up. So, Let's mm-hmm. pretend, let's go down this road. We have our date set up. So before the date, what kinds of things do you do to kind of prepare before the date? I might take a shower. <laughs> I brush my teeth. No, I might try ready. to, to get look ready. nice. Uh, I get my, to... best bl- get my best, best flannel shirt out. <laughs> and your, your cold No, shorts. I don't wear flannel. I've never worn, I actually don't like flannel. I wear plaid. But I'll get my nicest plaid or my nicest hoodie. 
and maybe, <laughs> you know, get my vans looking like clean because sometimes they'll get dusty looking. So that's what I'll do. And then I just go. I, I'm not big on like worrying about what other people think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't, I feel like if the person's going to like me, they're going to like me. They have to like me, not, you know, what I, what like I could be, but I also don't wear makeup. I don't, you know, I put product in my hair because I like it and that's about it. You know, I mean, of course I'm going to take a shower and brush my teeth and put on deodorant. (laughs) Of course. I mean, you want to be clean, right? Do yeah. you do any planning though? Like the day before, do you like stake anything out? Do you kind of think about Girl, how have you ever out? met me? I know. I'm <laughs> no, only asking I, you so that I can, it's almost like cross-examining yeah. a witness right here so that you can state the obvious for our listeners because I know no, this. I, I do nothing <laughs> to prepare. I, I like well, it to be organic. I like everything to just happen as it should, like unfold naturally. I would, if I plan something out, just, I don't, I don't know. I I rarely planned anything in my life, so I guess I don't even have the concept of planning. Now, how do you do it, Corey? <laughs> you're you're going to be cross-examining me because you know the answer to this. I plan everything. I make sure everything is all ready to go that if we need reservations or if I if we're going to go somewhere, I look and make sure that the hours that they're open, where there's parking, um I make sure we have oh, our Lord. meeting place confirmed. I like I made I've made dinner. So I'll go, I'll make my whole list shopping list and go out and get everything to make exactly the dinner I want. And then I might text a day or two before and just say, I'm really excited or like looking forward to seeing you. Um, I, I always try to get there early, like whatever it is that I'm doing, like if we're meeting up for something, um, and always being in communication. Um, if there's something like one of the things I did like about the lady who didn't hike that, that met me at her favorite hiking trail was that she, I had apparently also agreed to go to lunch after the hike, which by the time the hike was over, I was so ready to jump in the car and head out. And then she's like, all right, do you want to follow me for lunch? And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. But she said, you know, I know you love Mexican food and I found a great place that has really high ratings and I've always been wanting to try it out. And I thought maybe it would be a good place to go. And I actually was really, um, that, that made me feel good. Like she, she paid mm-hmm. attention again. And, and, you know, and again, while there wasn't a connection, um, I like that little detail. So I, I like to do that on my end if I can too. So a lot of planning, but I also like a lot of planning. And I would imagine that you probably would be overwhelmed if someone got into that much detail to plan out a, a date for you or, or very, very much. I would yeah. be, I, I yeah. don't think that would be comfortable for me. Interesting, right? We're different. Even, wow. I, well, even though, even though <laughs> I did have someone come all the way from North Carolina to Wyoming for a weekend date. So, I mean, it's not like we had to plan that out because somebody had to watch her kids and she get a flight and all that. And that was a total, it's funny. She would always get mad at me because the way I would describe it to everyone was like, Oh my God, it was a disaster. It wasn't a disaster of a date between the two of us, but like she was supposed to fly into Jackson, Wyoming. And she ended up having to, they were going to then route to Denver, which would have been a 10 hour drive for me. And it was, oh you know, gosh. winter, so it's terrible weather. And then I ended up driving to Salt Lake in the worst weather. And this, you know, she got in before they closed the airport and it was like an ice storm. And I drove and I thought I was going to die. And she thought I was not communicating with her because I was like ghosting her. And then I was like in the, you know, rural Wyoming and Utah with no service. And it, it was extremely wow. stressful. And I didn't get to take a shower beforehand. And I had two dogs in my car and it was like, Wow. Not the kind of date you'd want to have. And then we <laughs> ended up married for eight years. So go figure. 
Go figure, right? Well, you can have bad circumstances and still have like a, a good date. I mean, the planning for travel is different versus like mm-hmm. I had someone come on a first date to fly across the country to stay with me for three days, which by the way, I would not recommend again, nice mm-hmm. lady, but we just didn't, we didn't click like in that way. And it was awkward to have her here for three days, but I had everything planned out like this from this time to this time, we're going to go on this hike. And then after that, we're going to go to this place for lunch and then we're going to come back and we're going to watch this. Oh uh, yeah. Day. If someone did that to me, it would feel crush me. I, well, I see, that's good. That much you planning. can use that as, yeah. as your filter. See, she liked that <laughs> planning. She really did. Mm. So that was, that was good. Okay. Well, let's talk about where do you go on a first date? Where have been um, the best places you've ever been on a first date? Like not, not thinking about like the coolest and creative, but like what have been the best, like, first date places you would say you'd recommend people might go? I'm not into, I just, I feel like you either, like in Seattle, go sit by the water or whatever. Um, That's about it. Like I'm not into big productions. I'm not a huge restaurant person. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I'm not impressed by restaurant stuff. So, I mean, my favorite thing is pho and back in the day it used to be five bucks a bowl. So that was the kind of thing I'd like, like I can appreciate someone who, um, I mean, like to have a drink, I feel like you shouldn't peg your, like, kind of, if you commit to dinner, you're overly committed, I think. Like, yeah. if you need to get out of the situation, it's too much. So I, I read something that was like, you know, just go get a drink because that's easier to get, to be done with. And there was a woman who, she was going to go on a hundred dates. I think I saw her in Oprah many years ago, but it was like, she was only going to meet everybody for coffee. She had a limited amount of time that she would spend with them and she would never get physical because that would change her feelings about the person. And then she met her, which turned out to be her husband on her 86th date, you know? Wow. Wow. Well, think about all the other yeah. 14 people after him that were like, Oh, I didn't stand a chance. Well, <laughs> she <laughs> didn't even go out with them. I don't think, I think she knew it. And and if you think about that, by meeting 86 people, you pretty much probably have filtered out what you want and don't want right away, you know, by right. the time you meet them. And I think that's good. Like, I think personally, I like I said, my dates haven't really been, they've been like entire weekends from another state and somebody I was in school with. So it was kind of already, we were, that kind of already happened, the attraction and all that was already known before we went out. Um so I haven't really had like those kind of dates, but if I did, it would be either be coffee or sitting by the water or something that's um, not making you stuck for a long period of time. And mm-hmm. you go, oh, let's keep walking or walk along the waterfront or something. It gives you something to talk about and something else to look at. And obviously somewhere where there's a lot of other people around. Right, right. For well, safety and, reasons. And as you're talking to your, you know, really like hitting on the idea of being able to be in an extendable date. So like, Mm -hmm. like coffee, if it's really not very good, you can still drink your coffee, be very polite and get up and go, or you could sit and have coffee for four hours or walk by the waterfront for four hours. It just, you know, that's the the cool part about it. Um, Yeah. I mean, like I would say, you know, for, I would say things where you can, of course leave whenever you need to, but also, um, you know, doing something that's fun, like an activity that you mm-hmm. both might like. I, I don't think going to like a movie or a show or something where, or a concert where you can't talk. I think that's tricky. Right. I don't really like those, but, um, but where you can talk and you're doing something that you, you both enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. but I 
like if I were to do the hike all over again, I would have picked maybe a shorter hike and not have agreed mm-hmm. to lunch after. Um, because a hike is a great idea for a date, but if you like commit to right. like a 10 hour hike where you're going to be like, you know, stopping and having a picnic lunch on the way, I mean, then you're running into like, uh Oh, now I can't get off this mountain. Um, right. this, this is tough. Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing too, is like meeting there, right? Like remember the days when mm-hmm. people come and pick you up on a date. And I mean, I, I guess it still happens sometimes, right. but do you really want to be like at the mercy of someone else's transportation and, um, I mean, it sounds like you and I are almost like devising our date, assuming it's going to be bad and we need an exit plan. But there's going to be bad, but you can't assume, like you. I think if you overcommit yourself, it could be really uncomfortable. And yeah. I, as a woman, if you're going out with a man, I certainly wouldn't have a man picking me up. My best friend doesn't do that. Like have anyone come to her house, you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well. I shouldn't say a long time, but, you know, certainly not the first time. That's quite dangerous. And lesbians, it's a little bit different and you don't have the same concerns. But I also feel like that what you said about being at the mercy of their transportation. I just I don't want that. You know, even Mm -hmm. my roommate, he's here for a couple months. He's just a guy who stays with me and helps me out with stuff. We were going to go to pickleball last night. And he's like, I think he was about to ask if we wanted to go together. And I was like. I headed him up. I'm like, nope, want my own car. Like, I don't want to, yeah. I want to go do my own thing after maybe. And, you know, I don't want to be stuck really with anybody if I don't have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the part about, you know, being at, at the mercy for your own, like or your own safety, your own comfort, or mm-hmm. just cause you want to go do your own thing. But there's also something that like, if I did ride with someone and those things were all fine, say I was safe and mm-hmm. I was comfortable and all that stuff, I would still have it in the back of my head that I couldn't go home whenever I wanted. So there's something mm-hmm. about the freedom of knowing that I have my own form of transportation available to me to go. And most people will do that. You know, they'll, they'll meet somewhere, but um, I, yeah, I think like you said, you can extend the date if you want, you can sit there for hours, but if you want to get away and now you're like, uh, can you drive me home? That would be really just too much, too awkward. Right. Yes, that would be. So, and how would you call your friend on the way home? <laughs> you're stuck in right. the car with that person. That's true. And to say, yeah, yeah. Cause I do remember when I was driving between the hike and the rest of the Mexican food restaurant, I actually, I think I called you and I was like, uh, of course you did. I'm on yes. a really weird date and it's not done yet. And, uh, yes. and so, yeah. So sometimes you need to process, but. But I think for me, where to go somewhere where, yeah, an extendable date, somewhere where you can, where it's like around, maybe around other people. So even a hike in like a very, like a more populated area, not like a really remote area, something that's short enough that, you know, you can, you can feel like it has a natural wrapping up point, but, um, but also an activity, like something where you're not Mm -hmm. just like, you know, just sitting maybe, I mean, even if you're just having coffee, but maybe you're having it in an interesting place where you can people watch, like where you talk about like the water, um, you know, second date's different, you know, maybe, maybe second, mm-hmm. third, fourth, fifth, you know, maybe I would go to like right. a show, but the first one, I really want to be able to have some time to, to talk. Um, I think one of yeah. the best first dates that I had been on was with someone where she suggested we meet up and go on a walk and we were going to just walk for about 45 minutes. We ended up walking for a couple hours and just talked and talked and talked and talked. And so it was lovely. It was absolutely lovely. Um, to be able to do that because I knew we could sort of stop whenever we needed to, we could get in our vehicles, but we just both wanted to keep walking. And so it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's talk about the, so you're on the date, you're doing something you enjoy. Now I've, I've read like horror stories about this kind of thing, <clears throat> but people still do it. And it surprises me is, you know, 
the the biggest the biggest way you can tell about someone's character is the way that they treat people, right? Like, or one of the biggest ways you can mm-hmm. tell about the way they treat people. And so you might have someone who's like a really polite date and then you're at a, you maybe you're at a restaurant and then they, you know, make some snarky comment or rude comment to the server or they don't tip or they, you know, they start pointing out people at the restaurant and being like, look at that person saying insulting things, whatever it is that they're mm-hmm. acting in ways that are, are kind of rude, right. And disrespectful, mm-hmm. but they're not doing it to you, but they're doing it in front of you. Um, and then it's like, obviously, you know, a huge turnoff, but people still do it. Right. I mean, it's like every day there's something in, you know, in some article online about how, you know, this is happening and people do this. Have you ever been on, on, in a situation where somebody did that in front of you and they, you know, you thought they were really nice and then all of a sudden they were just kind of like a jerk to everyone around them? No. No. And as I said, most of the people I've ended up in relationships with, so I wouldn't that, I mean, I've, I've been lucky. I'm very selective, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, and I really don't go out with people unless I pretty much already know that I like them. So I would be shocked if somebody started acting like that. And that would be the end of that for me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Um, yeah. I've never, I've never had that happen, thankfully, but I mean, there's enough of it out there to, to think about. So, you know, I wouldn't tell people like, if you're generally a rude person, try to be extra nice to your server in front of people on your right. first date. That's not the advice I'm giving, but more on the, the flip side, right? It's just being mindful of how people treat others around them, right. you know? Um, okay. So you're at this, you're, you're, you're having <clears throat> coffee or whatever. You're hanging out with your, your first date. They're very nice and respectful of the people you've driven your own cars there. And now what in the world are you talking about? What are the kinds of things that you find are the easiest and best things to talk about on a first date? Everything. <laughs> My old police partner, he'd say, now tell them everything. Just leave so a little bit everything? for the second date. Everything. <laughs> I tell everything. Yes. I tell everything right away. And I do talk about my exes, but I only talk about them in a loving way because I do really care about 99% of them. So I don't really have anything bad to say about them. And so, um, I mean, if somebody is really slamming their ex or whatever, I think that's a real red flag anyway, you know? Right. right. Um, That would be an issue for me. Right. Yeah. But I talk about everything. Yeah. There's, There's nothing. I, look, I have a that. podcast about relationships. So like, <laughs> I'm not really hiding much in the world. And I don't feel like, again, I feel like it should just go where it's going to go, the conversation. And I would never be, I'm not afraid to talk about politics. I'm not afraid to talk about my exes. I'm not afraid to talk about, you know, what I want for the future. I mean, we've talked about this before, like the Indian matchmaking versus, you know, the Western way of doing things. And I'm kind of more like, I'm not the Indian matchmaking in the way of planning, but it's, I want to know everything. Like, I don't need to wait and find this stuff out in a year. I'd like to find it out day one. So I want to, and, and what I'm personally looking for is always like an intellectual connection of somebody who's very quick. And um, that's very important to me. You know, mm-hmm. to have somebody who can talk about a broad range of things and or really get it. So if I'm talking about something, um, it's not completely foreign to them, even if they don't know the subject matter, like to have a real understanding, you know. So right, right. for me, I talk about everything. 
You that, feel like there should be rules about what you talk about and don't talk about. There should be rules, Tracy. There should be rules. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I like to do or try to do as much as I can, particularly if it's like the first date or getting to know someone is to try to be more interested than interesting. Um, that basically like asking a lot of questions, not in an interrogation kind of way, but in a curiosity kind of way. Um, you know, so that it's not just me talking and, and just, you know, droning on and on about something, but being able to like ask questions like, you know, you know, what, what do you like most about your job or, you know, what, you know, not just like how long have you lived here, but like, what is it that you like so much about living here or, um, you know, things that get, kind of get to a little bit of a deeper level than more just information exchange, but more like right. just kind of get, get an idea of who the person is. And then it usually falls into like more of a, of a dialogue where I share more about myself too. But, um, I like that because that feels organic to me because I could say something about, you know, what is, your favorite part about living in Tucson and someone might say, I really love the food. And then I might ask them like, Oh, what's your favorite kind of food? And the next thing you know, we spend the next half an hour talking about enchilada recipes, which I didn't anticipate. Right. But mm-hmm. that's where it feels organic for me. Um, I actually had a first date phone call. I guess it wasn't really a date, but it was kind of like we had been messaging for a while and then we ended up on a call and this, this person, this woman just kept asking me all about my ex. And so it wasn't that she was talking about her ex. She was talking about my ex. And I was like, okay, finally, I actually said, you know, really, I'd love to spend our time talking to each other about us, right? About who we are. I'd love to get to know Mm -hmm. you. And, and, you know, maybe we can, you know, put this subject matter on the back burner for now. And she was not having it. She wanted to ask me lots of questions. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I thought it was interesting because I, I obviously, if I wanted to talk about my ex, I would, you know, be talking to my friends, my therapist or my ex, right. And that person wouldn't be my ex. I just, um, but I agree with you. Like there's loving things to say about your ex. Like, I don't want to not acknowledge their existence, you know, and mention them, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, if I go on and on too much about how I really, you know, my ex is my best friend or I love my ex so much because of this, or we had so many fun times that person might get turned off too. So I just usually just veer away from it. I don't avoid it. I just, I just don't bring it up, um, at all. So Interesting. I feel like it's such a part of my life story, you know? Well, you also women are have friends been very integral. Right. And women are like my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really honestly believe that they've been the best <laughs> and the absolute worst thing that's ever happened to me. But like, I don't know. I just, it, again, it's like, I feel like that's such a huge part of my life. It's so important. And like every relationship that I've had has been really impactful on me. And I, it's really contributed to like who I am as a human being. So I feel like that's really important. I mean, I get, you know, I'm a very intense person. So I like to talk about real things. And that yeah. for me is like women have really taken up a lot of my life's <laughs> energy, <laughs> I mean, yep. you know? And yep. I mean, it's true. It's true. Like, I've moved for women multiple times. I've, you know, given up like my livelihood for them and done things. And I feel like, so it's like, how can I go out and date for me personally and say, you know, Oh, let's talk about career. And then we talk about career and I'm like, Oh, I didn't work for eight years. Oh, why? Well, cause I was a step parent taking care of the kids, you know? So it's like important for me that that's why I feel like it's, I feel like you just, I mean, it really depends on the person, but. I don't know. That's what works best for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gives context to your circumstances. 
And I, mm-hmm. I would certainly bring that up too and just say, oh yeah, well my, you know, my, my ex and I, you know, we were married. I, I stayed home with the kids or, I mean, but I think it's the part about where we go on and on about, you know, what my ex didn't provide that I'm looking for in my next person, you know, well, or, one should never be that negative about them. And yeah, I feel I like agree. that's something really yuck. Like, and that shows anyway, it's, it's good if it comes out just, because then you see, okay, well, this person hasn't resolved these issues or yeah. you can hear bitterness in people's voice and you can hear it when they talk about people. And I think you have to look at them and be like, hmm, is, you know, is this person really ready? Is this person, you know, what's their slant? What's their take on how things are going to go? And, mm-hmm. you know, that's something when I do start dating someone and I say, okay, well, I'm friends with these exes and that's just the way it's going to be. I mean, well, that's it's not going to change, you know? Yeah. And I mean, some people the, are uncomfortable with that, right? Yeah. When they play a very important role in your life. So you need to, you need to be able to have that. And again, I don't, I don't necessarily like evade discussions or anything. I, that's not it. It's just that I don't put a focus on it. Like there's other things I'd much rather talk about than, than an X, but I'm going to talk about your circumstance. Like, you know, do I, I want to talk about my daughter? Of course. Well, my daughter came from a previous relationship of mine, you know, so I don't want right. to like evade that whole topic, but I think it's when people are like really concentrated on either overly kind of missing or saying so many good things about their ex that they sound like they're still in love with them or they're um, just bashing their ex every chance they get and throwing mm-hmm. in comments in the conversation. So I, again, I think it's the context in which you bring it up, but I, I wouldn't be like, let me tell you all about every ex I've ever been with. And then you tell me about right. every ex you've been with. And it's like, we haven't right. even ordered yet, you know, so right. in his time and its place, but you know, I'm, I'm hearkening back to one of our earlier seasons where you actually brought up the book eight dates by, uh, mm-hmm. it was by John Gottman and Julie Schwartz Gottman and, um, talks about really eight important topics to cover sort of earlier on in a relationship. And, you know, so it was eight dates. So it's not really on the first date, but there are eight things. And, I thought, you know, it'd be kind of cool to just, you know, bring them up again, because as you're saying, we don't want to waste a year and not have asked the right questions. So, you know, for our listeners, you know, check out eight dates. Um, The different eight dates are um, trust and commitment. So how you feel about making commitments. So like if somebody doesn't ever want to get married and you want to get married or they don't want to have kids and you want to have kids, Um, sex and intimacy, like what are your views on that? Work and money. I mean, that's how you view your finances Mm -hmm. is going to be really different. Family, perceptions of family, fun and adventure, right? Do you want to stay in? Do you want to go out? Growth and spirituality um, around your beliefs and your dreams. What are your aspirations? And if you can't figure out how to have compatibility in those areas, then that's one of those things where it's like either you have to be accepting of the incompatibility or you have to move on, but hoping that the other person is going to change and like doesn't want to get married, but hopefully if I stay long enough, they will, or they don't want to have kids and I hope that they change their mind. That's probably not going to work, but these are really good kind of screening or filter things to think about towards the beginning, maybe not all on the first date, but certainly areas mm-hmm. to talk about earlier. Um, do you have one of those, Tracy, that you think is like kind of like right out of the gate, one that you want to talk about earlier? Mm, that's a good question. Those have changed over my lifetime, including in the last couple months. So, um, no, not right now. I think I'd save those for later, like to have a more serious conversation. But honestly, I don't even know if any of those matter to me anymore. Like, I kind of just want to live my life and live my life the way I want to. And if someone fits in with that, great. But it no longer matters to me, like, that we match up on certain things because my life is complete as it is, which took me a long time to get here. And so 
I kind of want to live side by side with someone. I used to want to be more like joined together, but now I want more side by side living. Like you have your, you live your life and I'll live mine. And how we have fun together is, I've really shifted. We can talk about that on our hike later. <laughs> like I've really, yes. really shifted my philosophy. And I think that that's, a, you know, I'm over 50 now and I've been through a couple real ringers the last couple of years. And it's really changed the way that I feel and that how I'm going to let other people into my life and affect my life. And so mm-hmm. those things I think are now looking at that better for younger people, you know, because and I've had this discussion with people over 50 recently. It's like a lot of women I know straight, most of them straight, like they're not going to, they don't want to live with a man again. They don't want to get married again because they've been through that. And so they really want someone who has their own life and they have their life and they're kind of, you know, finding a way to be with that person, but not joining together. And I'm kind of getting, I think I'm coming to that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that falls into like trust and commitment. Like my mom used to say, like, I'm never getting married again. And so if somebody was mm-hmm. interested in dating her and was like, I'm looking to eventually get married, she wouldn't even go out with them. So it was kind of like, it was a screening. It was, it was her desire to be independent that allowed her to use some of these topics as ways to screen mm-hmm. people out. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I know for me, one of mine is dreams, dreams and aspirations. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't know that I could live a, even alongside someone who didn't have any kind of ambition in this world to do something mm-hmm. because I'm so mm-hmm. ambitious. I think I get frustrated with that person. And I would say like, what are you doing? You're just sort of taking up space. And that would frustrate me. And I know that mm-hmm. I couldn't, I could say, well, sure, this is who I am and this is who you are. But I think if we were just had such different views on that and just lived our lives so differently that I wouldn't even want to live alongside them in an intimate kind of way. Um, if we weren't aligned, but I mean, mm-hmm. But I think this is good because even if these are the eight dates, maybe they're eight dates you have with yourself first, right? And you mm-hmm. figure out what do you think right. about these things? And then you can certainly think about to what extent are some of them more important than others. Um, let me ask you a real quick question, totally off this subject, but still talking about what you talk about on a date. Do you ever make flirty comments on dates, like your first date? Or is that kind of like too much? Girl, that have you thing? ever met me? Of course I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Okay. I don't make any flirty comments. They come, the mind come off flirty just because I'm so awkward and they're Mm -hmm. not intended to be flirty. And then they're flirty. I, yeah, I get kind of uncomfortable with that early, but you, you do. Okay. It's so good that we are found a friendship, right? (laughs) Instead of dating because we're just not in the same place. Okay. All right. Let's say now let's shift forward to saying goodbye. You're ending the date. For me, I had the date where I had my my COVID mask on. I was so happy. She leaned in for the hug, and I knew there was no way that we could have a mask kiss. So that was good. Um, do you uh, like? Do you kiss? Do you do you believe in it's okay to kiss on the first date? Uh, yes, absolutely, and a lot more. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I, I, I was like, why did I even ask that question? I take um, it to a whole another level. I don't have an issue with that. So, I gosh, I don't even know that I've ever. I, I think I, I, I probably, I mean, like I said, some of the people have just transitioned from friendship. So that, mm-hmm. that didn't feel like a first date per se, but unlike actual first dates, maybe a kiss, but that's mm-hmm. kind of pushing it. Um, a hug. I usually do a hug. A hug. <laughs> you know, I don't do no. a handshake or a high five or a fist bump. Right. I will hug. That's good. That's nice. Um, well, it was funny because when I went on that date with the woman who asked me to go walking, she actually hugged me when she met me. 
which mm-hmm. was like, oh my gosh, we're, what are, are we going to have to escalate this at the end? Because the hug was the start. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Yes, we're we're radically different in that way too. We are radically different. Okay, so you said okay. goodbye. You've kissed plus maybe more. I've hugged. <laughs> um, after the date, how long do you wait? If you really enjoyed the date, like if you want to go out again, how long do you wait before you reach out again? Maybe either to ask for a date or just say that you enjoyed yourself. I just say it right then and there before we part ways. But do you like follow up like later that do you wait like later that night and you just say, yeah, I want to just say uh, thanks again. I had so much fun or what, what happens next? Well, again, <laughs> there's usually not like a parting of the ways that night. So I just, <laughs> oh continue. <laughs> I just, you know, like I, I pretty much have ended up in a relationship with everyone I've dated. Mm-hmm. I've gone on a date with. So therefore it's just kind of like, Oh, okay. You know, yeah. it just kind of goes naturally. I don't know. I wouldn't wait. I just don't believe in waiting unless I, if I'm already uncertain, if I was uncertain and like, Oh, I'm not sure about this person, then I'm not even going there. I'm just not okay. interested at all. And that's when the way that my weird way of doing that is to just start talking about either somebody else or something. I make it really clear. Like I'm not interested. I, I just have to be like, that's why I don't really go out with people that I already know. Like it has to be somebody I really know that I'm going to like. So yeah, yeah. I just, I just feel like you need to just go. I wouldn't wait. I know you probably got your stopwatch set and or your. <laughs> <laughs> I do. How much time can pass? Well, I mean, no, yeah. I mean, it's like I'll always follow up, like saying that, you know, thank you for taking the time to come and meet up with me. And if it was a good date, it would either be like a follow up to see each other again. Or if it was a really good date, we'd usually set another date. I would have, like I've done it before, I've set a date at the end of the first date. Like, I'd love to like hang out again. What's a good date for you? Um, mm-hmm. But if it's a bad date, not a bad date per se, but like the date I had with the the hiking lady, you know, afterwards that night, she sent me a really nice text and it was like, thank you so much for, you know, meeting up with me today. I had a nice time and I wrote her back and I said, I had, a, you know, I had a really nice time too. Thank you so much for doing that. I, I don't feel like there's a romantic connection between us, but I really appreciated getting, you know, getting to meet up with mm-hmm. you and getting to know you a little bit. And then we texted a little bit and then it faded off into nothing. But mm-hmm. um I always follow up. And even, even if it's like a not so good date, just checking in and just saying, thank you. Um, you know, like I enjoyed this part of the date or whatever, unless, I mean, I haven't had such a bad date that I like running, you know, so I've never, I've never ghosted anyone in that sense, mm-hmm. but, um, but I yeah, never I, have either. I always you know, send a message saying I had a great time. Yeah. I just think that's courteous. Even if you didn't have like yeah. the best time, I'm sure you can find just something like even a thank you for taking the time to meet up with me. Like still people are taking time other day. They prioritized you. You know, even if they were not, they were a jerk, right? The fact is, is you can be the better person. You can be the stand-up person and just say, you know, like, Hey, thank you. Um, and be respectful. So I, I always appreciate that. Um, all right. I think that's just the right thing to do. It It is. Don't be all a right. ghoster. That's just no. rude and mean. It's just it hurtful. is. All right. You get one piece of advice from based on your personal experience as a dater, one piece of advice for our listeners in the dating world just be bold and be authentic okay be bold and be authentic that's That's all i gotta say you know what i was you actually the second part of that was what i was going to say is be authentic and my authentic self is neurotic planner organized 
you know, people type need in. to know that up front yeah. what they're getting into, right? Exactly. So my authenticity is planning out a whole date, right? If I didn't mm-hmm. plan it out and seemed like I'm like so chill, like I'm not really chill. Like right. if you've met me, you right. know, I'm not chill. So right. you might as well see it in the planning process of our date. So agree. authenticity. Awesome. All yes. right. Well, we have had yet another uh, exciting conversation about first dates and, um, Definitely, I think that the kind of the takeaway from this is, well, there's a lot of ways that you can go about the first date and they, a lot of Mm -hmm. them seem to work. It's just really whatever's most comfortable for you. And the fact is is that, you know, you and I are both so different when it comes to this and things work for you that would be so awkward for me to do and vice versa. And so that's the cool part of it. But thinking about the various arrays in which people, you know, set up, go out and experience first dates is really important. Um, all right. Well, we are about out of time again, Tracy, thank you for the conversation on this. And for all of our listeners, if you're in the dating world right now, enjoy those first dates, have fun with those first dates. It's a great chance for you to get to know other people and certainly a great chance for you to get to know yourself. And until we chat again, make sure that you go out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships.